It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Um, I've been wanting to talk about the Clippers over the last few days, but there have been other stories that I believe um, were much more important, so I kind of pushed it to the back burner. Yesterday, I put out a comment uh, on the community sh- section excuse me, of the channel where I said that, okay, I'm going to be talking about Kawhi Leonard uh, and these guys. So, as you guys know, the Clippers had a rough stretch uh, early in this season after the James Harden acquisition. Um after acquiring him, the team went on to lose five games in a row, and excuse me, six games in a row, and I think, no, five games with him in a row, or four, uh, or six in total, whatever. They lost a lot of games. And then the news came out, which we covered, that Russell Westbrook had elected that he will come off the bench. A move that many of us praise, including me, I was very excited to hear this, you know, because I felt that having Russell Westbrook and James Harding in the starting lineup was a bad fit. Um, I just didn't see how it was going to work. And the minute that they moved Russell Westbrook to the bench, they they run, they ended up winning uh, three games in a row. But recently, the Clippers suffered <clears throat> an extremely embarrassing loss against the Denver Nuggets. Now, here's what's interesting: is that game, as you guys know, some of you may be aware, I'm currently out, I'm currently in the UK, so there's a time difference. And when I found out that the Clippers were going to be playing the Denver Nuggets, I didn't even bother to watch the game. I did not even bother to watch the game because I already knew they were going to lose. I knew I had the feeling they're going to lose. So what happened? The Clippers go into that game. They blow an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter, and they end up losing that game 113 to 104. Now here's what makes here's what makes it worse. In that game, Nikola Jokic did not play, Jamal Murray did not play, and the Clippers still found a way. They still found a way to lose that game. Kawhi Leonard played uh well, kind of. He only shot 38% from the field. Paul George, Paul George was abysmal. He only scored six points in that game. But Paul George has been playing well um, as of recent. And if you look at the NBA standings as we speak, the Clippers currently find themselves in the 11th spot in the Western Conference behind the Warriors, behind uh, the Pelicans, Rockets, and the Lakers, right? And after that loss, NBA fans went to Twitter. They took to Twitter to let their feelings be known on what they had just witnessed uh, from the Clippers after they suffered an embarrassing loss, an absolutely embarrassing loss to the, what is it, to the Denver Nuggets without Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Somebody said, send the send the Clippers to the G League, laughing my, my you know, laughing, <laughs> laughing my, my, my butt off. A few other people uh, said other things where they were essentially, 
you know, just laughing at the team and just laughing at the disgrace uh, that the Clippers have become. Another person said the Clippers stink. Another person said Harden really sunk this team. They were riding high before him. Another person said Paul, George, and James Harden are frauds. Um, and I think Bill Simmons said the Clippers traded all their picks in the 2020s to create a play-in team that can't defend point guards and big uh, guys. So you heard what they said. Um on Twitter there. I also came across another article uh, for FadeawayWorld.net where it says Kawhi Leonard is currently having one of the worst seasons of his NBA career. It's safe to say that we have not seen the best of Kawhi Leonard in the 23-24 NBA season. The Los Angeles Clippers star uh, has struggled on the court and the numbers he has put up in his campaign actually make it uh, one of the worst of his career. This year, he is averaging um, 20 point. Well, actually, Kawhi Leonard this season is averaging 21.1 points per game on 45% shooting, 37% from the three. He's getting you 5.6 rebounds, 3.4 assists, 1.7 steals. Kawhi Leonard is not playing very well uh, this year. And I think the reason that is because he also, also Kawhi also experienced the worst losing streak he has ever experienced in his NBA career. Uh, over this period listen um this clippers team i think they had something going um when they had russell westbrook in the starting lineup the data proved that they have one of the best three-man lineups in the entire nba in terms of effectiveness they made the trade they removed russell westbrook out of the starting lineup to bring in james harden james harden has some plus pluses and minuses but i think that What's happened is that the Clippers have, I think they've ruined their chemistry somehow. I think they took something that was working and they broke it. Um, and now they're trying to fix it. I think that they saw in James Harden the tremendous upside that, okay, if this works, we now have four all-stars on the team. And I don't think that they weighed um, the opposite side of it of what if it goes wrong? What would that look like? And I think that's what we're seeing here. I think there's also issues at the coaching spot where um, there have been various reports, some even by Stephen A. Smith, where he said that he believes that Ty Lue doesn't even want to be there. Uh, that Ty Lue wanted to go, I believe, coach the Phoenix Suns because he got fed up with all of the low management and all of these things. Now, here's what's interesting about Kawhi and this team. Kawhi Leonard this year has actually played every single game. He's played every single game for the Clippers. He's not missed a single game. So it has nothing to do with his commitment on the court. I just think that things aren't clicking properly. And I think that the Clippers need to be one of these teams that act quickly and realizes that if a change needs to be made, they make it quickly. Because as we speak right now, their record is who they are. Their record, What their record says is who they are. Right now, they're not even a playing team. They're not even a playing team. They've won four out of their last six. And I think they're going to be playing another game tonight that I, that quite frankly, if I'm being honest with you, I wouldn't even be surprised if they lose. I frankly wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers lost this game. I think tonight they're going to be playing. Let me see the team they're going to be playing tonight. Tonight they're going to be playing the Sacramento Kings, who just had a pretty big comeback win against the Golden State Warriors. I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers lose this game. And that's, that, that is a, that is a sobering, a uh, position to be taken on this team, given all of the expectations that they had. That's number one. Number two, let's talk about this Kawhi thing and this experiment overall. I think that if we look at this with a critical eye and if we're being honest, 
this thing has been a disaster. And I'll tell you why. The reason the Kawhi Leonard move to LA has been a disaster is because of the expectations that were there before he came. When Kawhi and Paul George joined the Lakers, the Clippers, they were expected to be a championship team. As a matter of fact, a good amount of people out there picked them, including me, to win that championship that very season that that team was formed. But then what happened? <clears throat> they head into the Orlando bubble. They blow a 3-1 lead. They lose. Doc Rivers gets fired. And then from ever since the end, from, from that point forward, it's been one disappointment after the other. With stars missing an entire year, people not playing. And of course, last year, where you had Kawhi Leonard and going into the playoffs, Paul George gets injured and Kawhi Leonard gets injured in game one. And that's the end of their season. To me, this thing has been a disaster. It's been a disappointment and it, ha it, it, has ha it has not worked. And if it doesn't work, this should go down as one of the biggest failures on the resumes of all of these guys that are involved. I'm not going to include Russell Westbrook. I think it should fall more on Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, especially with some of the recent moves that they've been making by signing off on some of these moves, especially the James Harden one. He has to be culpable to some extent. You can't just skate through. Um, so th there's that reality as well. And I can't help but think to myself, man, what would have happened if Kawhi Leonard stayed in Toronto? The thing that happened at the time was, I believe Kawhi wanted Toronto to trade Pascal Siakam, Masai Ujiri, to trade Pascal Siakam for Paul George. And I think Pascal Siakam at the uh, Pascal and Masai Ujiri at the time was against that trade. And a lot of people believe if Kawhi Leonard has stayed in Toronto, could he have won a second championship? I think they could have had a legitimate shot under Nick Nurse and they ran that crew back. Um, to me, man, if the Clippers don't make it to the finals, it's a failure, and I think they need to blow up this team. I don't want to see another iteration. I'm not even watching Clippers games this year, to be honest with you, because I don't have, I don't have the, str I don't have the strength to be disappointed and frustrated. So I've completely checked out. Like I'm like I'm not interested in being pissed off and watching this team. Like I'm, I'm just not, man. I'm not following most of these games. I'm just kind of following it lightly because it's been quite a bit of a drag for me. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. This Josh Giddy story is like the best kept secret in sports media. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know, when Kyrie Irving had the incident with the tweets, or Deshaun Watson had this one, or Antonio Brown had that one, or this person had that one, um, people were talking about it left and right, left and right. As soon as the story broke, they were talking about it. But ever since this Josh Giddy incident, I have yet to see any major sports media uh, show touch on it. Not Undisputed, not ESPN First Take, not nothing. And to me, I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, these guys are supposed to be the ones leading the way, showing us how to do this, and no one is discussing it. No one absolutely uh, is discussing it. If, for, for those of you who are unaware, <laughs> Josh Giddy is actually under, under investigation, not only by the NBA, but also by the police um, because of a, for an alleged underage relationship that he had with a girl. And I want to quickly read from an article that I got from TMZ Sports. Uh, this article was published just yesterday. It says, NBA Josh Giddy, subject of police inquiry over potential underage relationship. It continues on. It says, the th uh, Thunder head coach, Mark, was just asked about 
uh, I'll report prior to Tuesday's matchup against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And while he stated he will not comment on Josh Giddy off the court situation, he reaffirmed Giddy will be available for the game and continued on. Police are doing their due diligence on the recent troubling allegations surrounding Oklahoma City Thunder player Josh Giddy, with officials opening an inquiry into whether he had an inappropriate relationship with a minor. Law enforcement uh, sources tell TMZ Sports, Newport Beach Pete uh, Police Department is currently investigating the allegations involving Giddy made on social media over the over the past week to see if there's any validity to the claims and if any laws were broken. The article then continues on. As we previously reported, anonymous ex-accounts accused the 21-year-old Australian athlete of having an intimate relationship with a minor based in California and pictures and videos of Giddy with an alleged underage girl quickly spread online. The NBA announced on Friday it was looking into the matter. But so far, Giddy, who has remained active uh, with the Thunder following the allegations, have declined to speak on it. Of course, Giddy could be in trouble both criminally and professionally. The age of consent in California is 18, is 18 while it is 16 in Oklahoma uh, City. So <clears throat> that's what that article uh, had to say there. So what happened um, two days ago? Stephen A. Smith went on the Stephen A. Smith podcast on the show. And basically what happened was he began to address the murmurs out there of people wondering why he has not made any public comments on the situation. And in typical Stephen A. Smith uh, fashion, in the process of answering his question, he then labels the people asking idiots and calls them out for even daring to suggest why he did that and why, and the reason why he did it is so obvious. So why would you even ask? So for those of you who missed the comments that Stephen A. Smith had to make on the show, we want to quickly play it for you. And then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say on the Stephen A. Smith show. Another item I wanted to get to was something significantly more sensitive than what I just finished talking about. And that is the case involving Josh Giddy of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, let me say this to all of y'all out there who've been clamoring for me to touch on this subject. Y'all getting on my last damn nerves. Could you try to be responsible? Could you try? That's all I'm asking. What you want Stephen A to say? Oh, man, when you ask Stephen A, if this was a brother, wait a minute, wait a minute. If it was a brother, I would have treated it with the same level of sensitivity. This man, Josh Giddy, is currently being investigated by the National Basketball Association, the NBA, over allegations that he was having a relationship with a minor. We don't know who she was. We don't know how old she was. He's 21. We don't know how old she is. We don't know anything. We know there's an investigation going on. That's all we know. We don't know anything else. You know why Stephen A. hasn't said anything? Because you could get sued, idiots. You don't just go out there running your damn mouth over something this serious. Some, a, a, a fight that took place on a basketball court? Sure. Allegations where the alleged victim is identified? Sure. Where the specification of the crime is illuminated? Sure. But this clamoring to comment about something 
with no information, no definitive facts, you can't do it. You can do it on social media with your troll ass selves. You can do it then because you don't have any real accountability. But why don't you try using your social media accounts and going to Josh Giddy and flat out accusing him and stating it as a point of fact? Make sure you give him your name and address too because he probably could sue you. You have to wait and see. We don't have all the information. We don't even have the specific allegations in terms of its depth. Again, we don't know how old she is. When you say a minor, what do you mean? Are we talking 16? Are we talking 14? Are we talking 12? What are we talking about? Is she 17, about to turn 18 in a month? In a month? But got parents that are pissed off? Because she was messing with an NBA player. We don't know. There are a whole bunch of things going on. I don't know. I have no clue. If I had a clue, I would have spoke on it. But I don't. And that's why I haven't said anything. And my advice to y'all is to shut the hell up and do the same. The investigation is ongoing. We're going to find out something. And when we find out more information, we'll speak on it. When Josh Giddy was asked, he said he couldn't comment on it. That's what he said. Quote, I understand the question, obviously, but there's no further comment right now. That's what he said. I get the question, guys. I completely understand you guys want to know about it, but just for right now, I don't have anything to say. Sound, it doesn't sound suspicious, no doubt about it. Fair enough. But that's not enough to engage in dialogue about it. Not over the digital airwaves, linear airwaves, anywhere else. Can't do it. And Dagonot, the head coach, when he was asked about it, he said, it was a personal matter and I have no comment on it and that will be my answer on anything related. What you want Stephen A to say? What you want me to say? You want me to act like I was with him? And I saw exactly what he was doing, who he was doing it with, and, and, and what was going on? So you heard what Stephen A. Smith had to say. Essentially, what he was saying in a nutshell was the reason he and maybe some other people are not discussing this matter is because it's still an ongoing investigation. And if you go out there and begin to slander people, uh, you could be held liable, and most likely some people can sue you for defamation. So that's what he said. Now, here's the problem. First of all, no one said that Stephen A. Smith should go out there and, public, and publicly condemn Josh Giddy. What people were asking for was for him and others, other people like Malika Andrews, to speak on it, report the story, not go out there and start accusing him and 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 all of, and you know and making decisions of whether or not he should be persecuted or whatever. That's not what they're asking him. But here's the bigger issue and something that I noticed. About two months ago, there was a breaking story surrounding NBA star, NBA player, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., who plays for the Houston Rockets. And Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, was under investigation for physically assaulting. I believe his girlfriend or some woman that he had a relationship with and various things were reported. Pictures came out. And the moment that report came out, 
Stephen A. Smith took to his show uh, with all of the facts still ongoing. The case to this day is still ongoing. He hasn't been uh, removed from the NBA or anything like that. They're still trying to come to a conclusion of that case. So it's not like as if they had reached a conclusion and they said, okay, you did this, you're out of the NBA, you're going to jail, whatever, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The news had just broke. And then what happened? Stephen A. Smith goes on his show uh, and he produces the show. And one of the very first things Stephen A. Smith says after the news just broke, it's not like as if he's already been convicted or anything like that. After the news just broke and there was more evidence coming out. And as a matter of fact, there's still more information coming out. Stephen A. Smith said on his show that if this is true, if this is true, Kevin Porter should be in jail. For those of you who don't remember what he said on his show, we're going to quickly play it for you now. Uh, and then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Stephen A. Smith had to say two months ago on his channel. I want to get to an uncomfortable subject because as, as bad as that uh, story was involving Jim Trotter and Commissioner Roger Goodell in the National Football League and the racial discrimination lawsuit he's handed down against uh, or he's filed against the National Football League, I have to tell you, one could easily argue that on this particular this particular day, it pales in comparison to the story going on in the National Basketball Association right now. Houston Rockets point guard Kevin Porter Jr. was arrested for allegedly assaulting his girlfriend, WNBA player Kaiser Gondrzic. According to a criminal report obtained by the Associated Press, Gondrzic told police Porter Jr punched her in the face repeatedly with a closed fist, which caused the cut above her right eye, as well as bruising and pain to her face. Ladies and gentlemen, he should be in jail. He should not only be in jail, Tillman Fertitta, Ime Udoka, the new coach, the Fertitta family, um, it should be announced that he's no longer a member of the Houston Rockets effective immediately. And the NBA, the NBA should adopt the NFL's rule as it pertains to literally prohibiting you from participating, wearing an NBA uniform, being inside an NBA arena, playing on an NBA basketball court until investigation the investigation is complete you can't do you can't even be accused of doing what the hell this man has been accused of put that back up on the screen right now i want everybody to see what this man has been accused of let's go to the list fractured vertebrae in her neck inches long gash above right eye Bruising and substantial pain in the face. Redness and bruising to the neck. Difficulty breathing. Loss of motion in her left arm. And according to prosecutors, Porter Jr. did not stop until Gondrzic ran out into the hallway covered in blood. This is the year 2023. 
This ain't Ray Rice in 2014, 2015, where you had to see a video before you realized the severity of it. If the district attorney is talking about he didn't stop until she was covered in blood and she ran out into the hallway and all of this other stuff, and they have him on that kind of evidence, we got a problem. Now, obligation, as an obligation, when you're doing these kind of things, you got to talk about things along these lines. November of 2020, Porter Jr. was also charged with improperly handling a firearm in a vehicle in Cleveland when he was a member of the Cavaliers. The case was dropped a month later, by the way. But this one is what should alarm people to some degree as well. So you heard what Stephen A. Smith had to say. Here's what here's what I'm struggling with. I'm hearing so many things that sound like excuses. The reason he gave about his reluctance to talk about the Josh Giddy situation was because he said it's an ongoing investigation. And he didn't want to chime in until all of the facts came out to risk being sued. Those are his words. But in the case of Kevin Porter Jr., the news had just broke. There was still information coming out. The news was still fresh. But you immediately decided that based on the information, based on the evidence, based on the pictures or whatever it is, story, what, stories or whatever it is, that he should be in jail. But in this particular matter, you describe it as a sensitive situation. Help me figure this out. How is it? How, how are both cases are different? Both cases could have legal ramifications. In the case of Josh Giddy, him allegedly having a relationship with a minor. There are legal ramifications involved with that, as well as the as well as the case with Kevin Porter Jr. So I'm trying to figure out why was it okay to comment in the case in Kevin Porter Jr. when they're both legal matters, but in this case, you're waiting to now come to a conclusion before you then put out put out a statement. That's number one. Number two, help me if I'm wrong. Is Stephen A. Smith an accountant? Is Stephen A. Smith running uh uh what is it? Um 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 uh, what is it, a hedge fund? Is he uh, a civil engineer? Is Stephen A. Smith a teacher? Is Stephen A. Smith, I don't know, uh, um, a, a defense attorney? Last time I checked, Stephen A. Smith is a member of the media. And isn't it his job to report on stories like this? That's number one. Number two, why is no one discussing this on ESPN? I haven't heard anybody discuss this story. Why? Why? That's number two. Number three. I must bring up this situation. I must. I'm going to harp back to the Kyrie Irving situation. Kyrie Irving put out a put out a tweet that some deemed anti-Semitic. Kyrie did not break any law. He put out a tweet of a movie that a lot of people said or some people said had anti-Semitic tropes in it. Kyrie said nothing. He just put it out. A lot of people then try to infer that Kyrie Irving was promoting anti-Semitic rhetoric by putting out that tweet on his thing, by promoting it. What then happened was the moment after that happened, the entire machine kicked in on him. Stephen A. Smith was there. Some other voices like Shaq and others were there. LeBron James was there. And they all started publicly flogging Kyrie Irving. It got to the point where Kyrie Irving was not allowed to play a single basketball game. And by the way, none of this was a legal matter. He was dropped by Nike 
dropped by Nike, he was suspended and fined over $500,000 or a million dollars. That's what happened to Kyrie, and he didn't commit any criminal offense. He put out a tweet, and all of these people had their thoughts and opinions about the Kyrie situation. But when a situation arises with Josh Giddy, which has some legal ramifications, you can't have a mumbling word to say about it. When they were talking about Antonio Brown and the situation with his house and his girlfriend, whoever the hell it was, weren't they not talking about this on ESPN and other platforms? But now all of a sudden when we reach this particular point, now it's a sensitive issue? What happened to the moral consistency? This is what I'm asking for. Why is it different all of a sudden? They're both legal matters. Both of them. The same way the Brett Favre situation is a legal issue. It's a legal issue. And now we want to pick and choose when it's right. So let me figure this out. You're telling me that if you commented on the Josh Giddy situation, you could risk being uh, sued for defamation or whatever it is because it, 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 more facts are still coming out. So by you saying that Kevin Porter Jr. should have been in jail, couldn't you have been sued there? Number one, are you a judge? Number two, did you have all the facts? Number three, are you the person that should say he should be in jail? Couldn't he have sued you then? Why weren't you worried about that? Let me speak candidly. Here's what's at the crux of all of this. At the heart of all of this, let me break it to you. Blacks feel this. Blacks feel that people like Stephen A. Smith, Malika Andrews, and others always have the energy and are so comfortable going after black athletes when they F up. The moment a white, athletes F, a white athlete Fs up, they all of a sudden now want to be pragmatic. They all of a sudden now want to be sensitive. They all of a sudden sometimes don't even want to speak. That is the number one issue they have. Let me just break it to the people that maybe are confused about what's going on. That's the issue right there. That's the crux of it all. What blacks are upset at, let me just break it down for you, is that they're like, bro, when it comes to all of these other people, you're the first one to be up there to be talking. But the moment a white athlete gets into trouble, we can't find you. That's at the heart of it. Now, you can try to intellectualize as much as you want. Well, no, you don't understand. You're an idiot because of these. People are not stupid. And this is what gets me. This is what gets me. I really wonder, do people like Stephen A. Smith, do you think that the people that watch you are stupid? Let me figure this out. You think the people that watch your show are educated? That they don't come from backgrounds where they have good jobs and they, and, and they do sophisticated? Do you think people are just stupid or you're the only one that has sense? You're talking like as if people are stupid when they're not. You're talking like as if people can't go out there and read information and comprehend it at a high level. You're the only one that's capable. I don't get this. I don't get it. This is why people are upset with Stephen A. Smith. That's the bloody truth. There is no other reason. And to say that, oh, it's a, it's a sensitive matter and all of that. Stuff. The situation with Kevin Porter Jr., that wasn't a sensitive matter? They're all sensitive matters. In the case we're talking about physically assaulting a woman, that's a sensitive issue. In this case, we're talking about a situation involving a minor. That's also a sensitive situation. Why are you picking and choosing which one is worth this, uh, talking about? Your job in the media is to cover the news and make sure that the audience is informed. And you know it's bad when people started going after Malika Andrews, and we were one of them, to the point where ESPN forced her to put, to put out a statement that was written for her. So to me, I don't really understand what all of this is about. I don't understand the point uh, that Stephen A. Smith was making. I don't, I don't get it. Maybe I'm not sophisticated enough to understand it, but I don't get it. 
and to try to make it seem like as if, oh, people are dumb and you guys don't understand. I suggest you shut your mouth. You didn't shut your mouth in all of those other situations. You were right there front and center commenting on it. You were right there front and center commenting on it. And all of a sudden, you want to be pragmatic. You want to be tactful. Oh, no, no, we got to be careful because, you know, you don't want to be sued and all of these other things. So we got to be really careful about it. Now, all of a sudden, we got to be careful. You're acting like as if people are asking you to go out there and cast judgment at Josh Giddy. What people are talking about is bring it up in the first place. And I'm quite surprised that no one is talking about this. I'm very surprised that the big boys, the big voices, they're not even touching this story. They're not even touching it. But then when something happens and it's the right moment, oh, we want to holler black, I'm black, black this and black that, I'm black power and black this and black that. But when it comes time to be, uh, your possible, possibly your money's being affected, all of a sudden, all the black stuff goes right out the window. It's black when it's convenient. Now, all of a sudden, when there could be some repercussions, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, I, I, I can't figure it out. And finally, let me say this in closing. Yesterday, while we, um, we put up a post on our channel, and I read a comment that I want to quickly address. Someone said that I am I in some way was race baiting. And another one said, I love to see the woke eat up the woke. And I said to myself, this statements that these people just made are quite confounding. They're quite confounding. I sat back and watched every single group in the United States and across the world speak out when they felt like they were being disrespected and attacked and abused. No one said a mumbling word. The moment I point out an incongruity that exists within the media system, now all of a sudden I'm race baiting? I think the issue is this. The people that are quick to point out race baiting at every single corner it seems like there's something within you that bothers you whenever people bring up race. When people bring up race to me, I quite frankly don't care. It's not what my life is about. So if somebody wants to talk about it, I personally don't care. It doesn't move me one way or the other. I listen to the information and I move on. Whatever thing is in you that makes you feel a type of way when someone brings up race, that's a personal issue. Don't project your insecurities on other people. If you don't want people to discuss race, close your ears. This is how children behave. I thought we're supposed to be open to different points of views or only the point of views that you like. And whenever somebody else says something you disagree with or doesn't sit well with you, you try to label them, which moves me to the next, second point. I've been out of the United States for quite some time now. I'll be moving back uh, shortly within the next year. And I've been trying to figure out various terms. And one of the terms I've been hearing get thrown around all over the place is woke. And I've asked various people in our community section to explain to me, what is woke? What does woke mean? People say this, people say that. You know, I thought woke was something that, okay, maybe something that people on the left, maybe Democrats or something, whenever they say something, or liberals, they say, oh, everything you do is woke. But now what I'm beginning to understand is that woke is now being used as a term to plaster it on anything you disagree with. It's almost as, a, it's almost as if it's a way of shutting people down. Me pointing out this issue makes me woke then that means you're a bloody idiot. That means you're a bloody idiot. Period. End of story. All of these isms, y'all need to keep it to yourselves. Keep it to yourself. This is why I don't be partaking in the BS and the political. This, this, this is why I said I don't play the political games. So I hate politics. This is the exact reason I hate Because all you guys do is play games. 
on both sides of the aisle. I'm talking about a serious issue and you want to bring this stupidity into the conversation. I'm talking about some damn woke. Who is mentioning that right now? Is that the subject matter that we're discussing? Why are you bringing this foolishness into this conversation? What does it have to do with anything? What does it have to do with anything? Woke this and woke that. I don't agree with that stupidity. I don't. I'm a free thinker. I agree with certain things Democrats say, public Republicans say, and I disagree with things that Democrats and Republicans do. I'm not a freaking follower that you just uh, uh, stamp a word on my head and that's how I'm supposed to think. Oh, this is woke because I'm talking about it. I don't quite understand this. When other groups are hollering about being mistreated and all that, I don't hear all these woke, oh, this is woke and this is this is that. Please, if you're a political person, stay the hell off of this. I'm not interested. And this is woke and this is that. I'm not interested whatsoever. This is why I can't stand politics because of these silly games that people play. You're being woke. What kind of nonsense is this? Y'all better go find something on the channel. Go, you got CNN, you got MSNBC, you got Fox News, you got all these. Go over there and take that foolishness over there. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, if that's the game that you want to play, take it over there. I don't discuss politics here about woke this and woke that. Quite it's total nonsense. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.